Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Professional Awesome Racing's Hypercritical Radio. I'm Hayden Lowe, and I'll be your host for today, and I'm joined by... Mike Lowen. Dan O'Donnell. Devin Giles. We had another episode of racing-related chat. So, last weekend, we posted on Track Midwest, making a big call-out. Please give us subjects, because we like talking about things. We just need something to talk about. And we decided to narrow it down for this first episode, anyway, of getting back to the feedback of individuals, that we were going to talk about uh, old-school wiring versus PDMs, uh, the current state of 200 treadwear tires, which is seemingly extremely controversial, and then how continuing COVID crap affects racing or the aftermarket scene. So we'll end with COVID for sure, but where should we start? Well, we can talk about some tires. Okay, okay. Give me give me give me the uh hot and dirty Mike. Two hundred twelve tires are bullshit. Yeah, two hundred trailer means means absolutely nothing. Oh my gosh, sense. can we we need to do something about that? Like, oh my gosh, two hundred treadwear is not even like a, it's arbitrary, just so arbitrary. Ooh. And I know that we have to go by something, and I know that you have to have that. And I don't really like spec tires either. But two hundred treadwear is come on, man. <laughs> but no, it, I mean at this point it's completely bullshit, right? Right. I mean, uh, like it's weird because American Time Attack is based so much around this treadwear tire shit, and it's like. At this completely point, unregulated. Like, it's, it's like, yeah, it's not okay. <laughs> it's it's so completely unregulated, and it, it and it you know it was tipping that way years ago, and now it's just like deep end off the deep end with how you know a two hundred treadwear compared to an old like hundred treadwear. Like everybody used yeah. to use the standard of like an NTO one, right? It is what it like long lasting, gives you grip until it cords, all that fun stuff. An NTO one is so slow. Yeah. It's so slow now, it's and that was a hundred tires now, like right? Yeah, oh. and it was considered and it was considered a beefy tire that lasted a long time, and it was a hundred treadwear. And it, you know these hundred treadwear should all wear like this, and blah 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 blah. Now you take these two hundred treadwears, you do three laps on them, and you throw them out. It's like at like, this point, you might as well just write two hundred treadwear on whatever hoover you can find, whatever Michelin blue. Yeah, I mean it's it's accelerating at that that high of a pace these days. Yeah. And, and and like so so I think it I think it really aggressively started like the Rival S stuff, you know the Rival S the Rival S 1.5 and then then the RE 71 I think started that like really aggressive war and I'm not saying that you know the other tire manufacturers weren't making something but those two when the RE 71 came out and the Rival S came out um, as more like a, a contemporary tire comparative to like to because an RS3 was a good tire back in the day and and we had a lot of those and they wore really well comparatively now it was a it was a pretty sticky tire or at least we, what we considered a sticky tire back in the day but yeah. now it's a reject um now it's you know like worse than all seasons but um but yeah it, it, that's when you know people started making more and I, I don't know if it was drifting that pushed this i don't know what pushed it but oh my gosh the the 200 treadwares, RE71s were ridiculous. The the rivals ridiculous, and now we're just like moving all moving along with all these other ones. And then you have, you know, the the new Azenis, the the RT660s. You got the Advan, the 8005, the AO52s. Like those are ridiculous. Like how is it like how can you go from an RE71, which is just a silly tire, and then all of a sudden an AO52 is just ridiculous? And you're like, oh okay, this is okay, okay. So I can get like uh, almost slick level grip, and then I'm gonna have something slightly better than that. It's like and then, but then wait, wait there's more. <laughs> and you're like, what do I really want to do when I want to go off the deep end on a 200 treadwear and just completely act like this is you know a legitimate thing, but it's not? You go to the ACR Viper tire, it's and it's like, says, hello. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and, and those that don't know, right? So like when the Viper came out or the newest generation of Viper in the ACR land, right? If you remember their marketing campaign, they went to a bunch of tracks and set track records, which weren't that fast. So let's be serious. But anyway, they set a oh bunch boy. of track records reasonably fast, not that fast. You get the point. Good for, <laughs> good for a production car. But they had Kumo make this tire. And so once people started running this tire, it actually made me respect the Viper less than when they originally ran the times. I was like, that's pretty fast for a production car. Then people started getting these tires and running them, and I'm like, oh. Oh, they just, they just, they just, they just treaded some slicks. And, mm-hmm. and, and now you've got this. And they call it 200 Treadwear, and it's a joke. 
So it's like, come on, guys. So this is like a hard thing, right? I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't know what you do about it. I don't know how I feel about it. It's just insane. Do you feel like I they're mean, they're rating them at 200 Treadwear just to sell them? Hey, Hayden, they rate them at whatever the fuck they want. It doesn't yeah, matter anymore. It yeah. really doesn't matter. There's they no know, control. There's, there's a niche market for these tires, right? And they know that. We all know that. You know, so they're just right. Oh, everybody needs 200 Treadwear's for, for this? Well, fuck it. Let's make the slick with 200 Treadwear then. Right, exactly. They, they, they might as well scrib it all on with chalk just to make it as like comical as it needs to be. Just like chalk two hundred trowel on the side for fun, like it's yeah, not. It's, you know what I mean? Like that would be I mean, like the, you know the visualization. In the board thing is doing this. They're like, yeah, let's make the fastest tire we can. Oh, we, what are we gonna do with it? It's a street tire. Fuck you, mean we're gonna do with it? Stupid. Get them yeah. out the room. Yeah, it's well, it's, I, it's insanity sauce. My question is, uh, I'm not up to date. Uh, like the, the number of numbers and acronyms Mike just tossed out was mind boggling. <laughs> um, I, had, I had a stroke for a, a small period of time there, but um, started vibrating. <laughs> I, I'm intrigued though, like why the companies are making this. Like, what is yeah, the, the I motivating factor? Because, like, I love our little time attack and stuff like that, but I don't know if it's enough to yeah, drive a company like Bridgestone, you know, which is multi-billion-dollar, multinational, you know, whatever. Like, wh- who's who's the motivating factor for this arms race? Um, are consumers benefiting? Like, are, yeah, I don't know. I don't it's know. cool. It's cool that the times are dropping and stuff in time attack. I, I really like that. Um, but if everyone has to spend more money to get to the, you know, the meta tire for lack of a better word, like, is that a good thing? And like, are these things, is the technology improving to where they're lasting a decent amount of time too? Or is it just they're sticky? And then you have to keep buying more and more and more. Uh, you know, I'm just intrigued by all of the, all of those, like the business aspect of it. And then is it technology versus just moving to softer and softer compounds? Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if it's technology because it feels like you know we used to be able to do one set of tires a year and you'll be okay. But now it's like you know three or four sets of tires. You know, every every event you damn near need some sticker tires, right? So I feel like they're just getting stickier with less uh, durability, right? Or is that, that what I'm trying I mean, to say? May, uh, yeah. Longevity. I mean, that's what I'm trying to think of. There it is. I mean, durability is fine. But I, I just, I mean, I, get, I think it to an extent. But I, I like Dan, I, I don't know. That's why I said, I mean, was it drifting when the, there was the tire wars on that end? Like, I, I, you know what I mean? I don't know if they just were like going after more grip with Drifter. But I Drifters don't buy tires. Have you ever walked around the fucking, you know, that's have true. you ever walked around? Yeah, the whole like, semi full of them. Yeah, I mean, like, they don't, they don't, they, uh, like, yeah, they walk around well, those spectators, the they don't fans. have nice tires. What? You mean the drift fans? Yeah, drift like, fans don't buy tires. Yeah. Like, well, like nice you, tires. If you go, it's so funny to me, because if you go down and walk around, uh, all the fans, you know, are, let's say, FD or whatever, and there's all these tire companies spending lots of money for drifting, and, and whatever, but you go and look at all the tires that are on the car, and they have the cheapest Walmart tire you could possibly find. Yeah. Like it's like almost none of them have like high performance tires for real. Very select few. So it's just a weird thing to me. Like those guys are gonna burn off the cheapest tire they can find. Let's be serious. Well, so I don't I don't know what pushed this stuff, but it's it, it's insane. Well, I mean, how you just made me realize though, if if Walmart figures out their target customer needs a two hundred treadwear tire, you might have a new tire brand in the game. Mm-hmm, you might. Oh, so Walmart Uh-oh. Uh-oh. tires. Here we go. I'm not putting Walmart tires on. Anyway, <laughs> but like, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, you viewers tell us what happened. If you know what happened, tell us what happened. What is the impetus for this? What, what set people off? And, and if you think we're, we're wrong about 200 treadwear tires, tell us that too. I'd like to hear what people have to say about that because it's like, for Mike, us, Mike, what? They, they, they listen with their ears, not, they don't view this with their eyes. Okay. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to keep licking them. And the, uh, <laughs> the, 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 uh, I, I just uh, I just don't know. Like for us coming from two hundred trailer, it's coming from RS threes that were considered pretty sticky, coming from TDs that people got upset about being too sticky, right? And then now we've got this new range of 200 treadwares that are just hilariously sticky and they don't last at all. And it's just a funny, funny thing to me that anybody complained about those old tires because they're so shitty in comparison to all the tires that are out now. And it's like, what kicked this off? What I mean, happened? I'm kind of curious. Like maybe it's something the same thing that sparked, you know, Ford, Chevy, and Chrysler to start making 
every car didn't make 700 horsepower. Right? Yeah, so no, it, yeah, I, I was wondering, like, you know, no, <laughs> I was wondering, like, so the, the, the Viper example, right, where they wanted a tire that they could go set records with, and, and you know, more power to them, whatever, great. But I'm wondering if it was the same thing, like, did, did, you know, Subaru STIs need a Bridgestone RE71? I don't even know what they come with stock. I don't think they come with a 70, RE71. But did they need something like that stock and they just kept on pushing for these because they wanted performance as well, right? So cars are getting heavier. The technology is getting better. And the suspensions, I don't know if they're getting that much better. But one way to really differentiate yourself is tires. So are, are these, and I don't know enough because I don't buy new cars, let's be serious. But are these performance cars coming with better tires, and that's where the 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 driving engineering is coming from, right? I don't know. That's like my guess. I don't know. You guys tell me. Heavy, the heavy American cars weigh so much, but they make enough power that you need to be able to put it to the ground so that it's stock. It doesn't just spin the tires out of the gate. But it's also everybody, right? Like a lightweight car today is you know three thousand pounds. You know FRS is almost three thousand pounds. Um, Right. Yeah, uh, I don't know. It seems like consumer cars, like especially sports cars, are all driven more towards track than anything else these days. Which I don't know when that trend started happening, right? Like, when did you think yeah. a, a Trans Bird was going to be a, a track right. car? Right. Yeah, it is. It is weird when they're like challengers and chargers, and they're putting them on, and they're showing them like do track duty and stuff. And and I don't yeah. know when that happened. I mean, maybe it's maybe we're just starting to realize it. Maybe it's always been happening, but but I don't know. And maybe it's the Nurburgring. I mean, maybe, maybe yeah. Maybe that's a good example yeah. as well. The, yeah. The new measuring stick. Why? Yeah. This is off topic slightly, but why did they put Prius tires on the FRS originally? Oh my gosh. I, I don't know. I don't know. That, that's a good question. I'll ask uh, Subaru Toyota that one. That's weird. Yeah, well, somebody somebody pinched a couple pennies on that. But um, yeah, squeeze the shit out of those pennies. But yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know where it came from, but all I'm saying is that the the yeah times are going faster stuff like that and i think you know a good driver is some of these tires and then you have the like the uh, the viper tires the acr tires i'd love to put some on an unlimited class car an evo or something like our evo or something like that and just give it a a run or two because um, people i know have tested them back to back against a7s and i've been told and why i'd like to do my own testing but i've been told that um, an ACR tire for the first lap is basically the same as an A7. And the, the A7s can hold on just a little bit longer, um, but reasonably they're not paid for that either, so they don't hold on that long. You know, they, they only have one or two or maybe two or three good laps in them anyway. So, you know, if that's true, a 200 treadwear is the same as like a 40, like, what? What are we doing here? What are we doing here? Yeah, and, and, and I assume they last the same amount of time considering right. how quickly people change their, their ACR tires. So it's like, even something's got to give at some point, right? Well, even ACR only be a 19 is still a relatively short tire, like where any, almost every other car can fit it. They can fit 18s for the most part. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird thing. I'd love to do, I'd love to do that test and, and, and see, like, you know, on, on something like ours, which is, you know, the unlimited build and all that, the Evo, to see really what we could get out of that tire because I, I feel like we could get a ton of performance out of it. Um, and it, it would just be silly. If we get even close to the A7, it's just sad. That's a sad day. Like, there's no, there's no class differentiation from tire then, right? There, there's, exactly. there's fundamentally nothing because, because hey, if track my living, it has dashboard. So we have yeah. something to, to change it, okay? Yeah, the dashboard. Jesus. Yeah, that's good. Dashboard. Silly. So, on this topic, then, like, what do you think about a spec tire like Global Time Attack? And, and like I said, I hate spec tires, but with the way things are going, it might be, it might become a requirement given the tire war. Unless we just give up, right? We just give up on the, on the tire war. You know, <laughs> just, let it, just let it, whatever, let it happen. Um, but I, I don't, I don't know what the, I don't have an answer. Initially, I'm going to I'm not going to initially I thought it was fucking stupid, right? But as time goes on, it seems like uh, it makes sense for everybody to have the same tire. That way, you know, car and chassis setup kind of sticks out more than, you know, whoever has the freshest, you know, brand new tires of that just came out, things like that or tires you can't get. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a Yeah, we didn't even go Nick Hang. Yeah, we we even go there. All right, but I thought it. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a tricky slope, right? Because then at that point, then that manufacturer can kind of upcharge a little bit on the tires you have to run. Right. So that's what that kind of sucks. If we didn't, if a spec tire would be fine with me if they 
if they supported the series and they were a good value at that point. But otherwise, it's like, doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I still like, too, though, that you have all the different manufacturers represented. So even though there might be, you know, one, two, or three different tires that are like the best of the best, well, there's three different. So then there's people who are, you know, Bridgestone fans. There's people yeah. who are, you know, and that's that's a good thing, I think. <laughs> so it's, Whoa. You know, sorry. All right. That was my stomach. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and I like that, too. That's like kind of like a F1 engine manufacturer situation. Sure. And, and I and I like that. Yeah. And 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 I and I like that too. And I and I hope that, you know, you'd have those three different, you know, the differentiation in tires and stuff like that. But it's I mean, I think that especially the 200 treadwear is going crazy, it's hard. And and on the on the unlimited side, there there is kind of a similar situation, right, where Michelin slicks are super fast but nobody can afford them. Right. Um, except a select few people. And then, and then if you really wanted to go crazy, you could do like Avon hill climb tires that, um, if you leave them out in the sun, they turn into a puddle, um, <laughs> you know, that soft, but, but that's the thing. Like those are so unaffordable that they don't yeah. even get brought up. Whereas these, these 200 treadwares, all of them are, there's some that are obviously much more expensive than others, but they're for all set, available. So 1400 for the most part for right. most, most of them. Right. Right. Which is still a lot of money. Don't get me wrong. Right, but, especially when you're burning through them so quickly. Exactly. Because we leads me we, to an unintentional plug, but I'm going to plug it anyway. Oh so, God. well, we have our infrared tire temperature oh, sensors. Yeah, well, true. that will they'll infrared temperature multiple things other than tires, and and we're working through our you know testing phases and before we roll them out. But I think that's going to be the next thing, is where people will have to learn how to maximize the tires. Yeah, and that, and. and I, and I, yeah, I'd love to get some of that data. Yeah, and that's something I think you know we're we're gonna have to go through our own learning process on. Um, but I'm sure that everyone, ourselves included, is leaving performance, you know, out um, just in how the tires are used and how the tires are managed. Yeah. Yeah, pressures and temperatures, et cetera, et cetera. So that's kind of exciting to me, but also a little bit of black art voodoo because it's you know not as simple when you're dealing with rubber versus you know angles yeah. and spring rates that are linear and etc cetera, etc cetera. so i don't know just throwing that out there no it's it sure, it for sure and, and getting all the tractive force out of the tire in every situation or as you know the goal is always to get as much tractive force out of the tire for the longest duration right whatever the lap may be and that'll give you the fastest car and i think right now with the 200 tread wears right it, it fundamentally comes down to people running a lap and then them overheating and them slowing down and then maybe running another lap and, and doing it like that over and over and over again until they're burned out in five laps. And then by that time, that by that fifth lap, they're burned out, but now they found, like, oh, this is the ideal temperature and that could be wrong because you used it on burned out tires. And it's a whole complicated circle. Yeah, right? and- yeah, I just it's so crazy to me because back in the day, like for the RS3s, we used like literally one set of RS3s for an entire year. Yeah. And at that time, and at that time, we set track records every track we went to. That's what I'm saying earlier, right? Like, yeah, so used to get you a, you get a full set, and you you were pretty well off. You were pretty good. We 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 bought we bought we got two sets of tires, and we were like, we're golden for the next five years. Like, this is great. And but it was like, yeah, that now it it, it's kind of it sucks in terms of a cost perspective, but it also sucks in terms of a, a speed perspective versus. Versus, like you know, there there there's less to, there's less differentiation in tires at that point. It, what what used to kind of separate the classes more doesn't really separate them as much anymore because it's just so crazy where they're getting. So, yeah, I mean, look, look, all the track mod uses two hundred treadwear tires. So, right, yeah, that's sad though. Oh, I, yeah, that's it's so wild. funny. Yeah, yeah, that's they a, all use, Yeah, go ahead. I sorry. think that wraps everything up like perfectly, Devin. What you said, if if the track mod people who have more choice are using the quote-unquote slower tires, then you have yourself a problem. Right. Now we have an issue just, now. Yeah, because they're all just making it up. Like, the Viper tire should be a, a 100 or an 80. But, in, in you know, they just rate it at 200, and so they use it at 200. But that also means, you know, that if, if they come, if they were to come in an appropriate width, what you got to understand, the Viper tires come in 295 and 355. So it's, that's very hard to fit on cars, unless you have a Corvette or you have a Viper or you have something like that. And like Chris Borsma, you know, 
tries to throw that on the front of the Civic, and and obviously he can, he can fit it, which is good because it's a it's a short tire. It's only 25 inches, 24.9 inches, which is asinine for a tire that size. But it's crazy that he can fit it. But that's the tire he goes to, right? He's going to a 200 tread wear with a very limited size because mm-hmm. everybody knows it's fast, right? He's going through a lot of headache just to run that tire. Yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe we'll wrap this segment up with with one question out there uh, to the listeners, Mike, because this is a podcast. Um, <laughs> so next year, I'm really tempted to take my Street Evo project to go. A race with grid life and street class what tire should i go with well uh, what is everyone's opinion out there give us yes. some feedback let That's me know because i am street, I am, right? street, street yeah, yeah no street. no 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 it's it's gonna have full interior air conditioning i'm god you're so old i am so old. Comforting his way around the track. still gonna kick people's asses wow that, that 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 put it on the table yeah. i like it yeah, yeah. I, I don't even, uh, it's not even on the street running yet. So for me saying that, it's uh, <laughs> an awful lot. Yeah, That's yeah. what we talked about earlier confidence. That's what it yeah. Confidence. Yeah. Or delusion. Yeah, one of the two. Right. So what's the next what topic? All right. Well, the next thing we can talk about is the uh, PDM versus old school wiring. Now, I don't, I don't really know much about. If there's like a debate there, or if we're just comparing the two, oh, just talking about it. I think I think that's okay. what Eric meant. This is from Eric. Yeah. Well, Mike, first start us off with do a quick, you know, explain it like we're idiots. Uh, what a PDM is. Okay. So, so, so a PDM is a power distribution module. Um, uh, basically, it's an electronic version of a fuse box. So. If you've never seen these, they're, they're becoming extremely popular. Everyone's releasing them now. But basically, instead of having a fuse box that has fuses and relays in it, you have this PDM that is generally solid state, generally um, can controlled, those types of things. And what it gives you is the ability to have a bunch of circuits that have different, basically, ranges of uh, power output capability. And all you have to do is run one big wire in, you know, from your battery or something like that. And then out, you can have multiple circuits and it's just like you, if you were to run fuses and relays, but they're all electronically controlled, which is super cool for um, situations where, um, like race cars and things like that, where you have a bunch of circuits and then you you want to be able to basically, like if, if they were to blow, you're, you're capable of seeing immediately. And not only that, you can data log the information as well. So you can see why it blew. You can see what situation it blew in, baby. You can control it through CAN, that type of thing. So those are, you know, we're talking about a, a dumb fuse panel, which is fuses and, and relays versus this power distribution modules. The reason maybe why we're bringing it up too is because we're adding that to the uh, professional awesome Evo time attack car as we speak. Um, yeah, the aim, it, the aim, the newest aim, uh, aim PDM with gauge combo. Mm-hmm. Hmm. PDM thirty-two with a ten-inch display. It's pretty freaking balling. Never kind of expected that we would have something so beautiful and motorsportsy on the car because we do so much on the cheap. But um, yeah, it's um, so far the process of installing it and simplifying our wiring. Um, has been pretty mind-bogglingly cool and um, opens up a lot of possibilities and makes things safer and the list goes on and on yeah so like so people are scared of wiring and i think one of the big things with the pdm versus the versus the fuse panel is that i think the for me the pdm takes a lot of of the terrifying prospect of wiring relays and fuses correctly. I know that's not hard to people who wire all the time. They don't even think about that. But I'm terrified people, of it. See? But, but getting, you know, the signal wires right, right? The, the signal wires right, you know, an op- normally open, normally closed circuits, all that stuff on relays, you know, making sure you pick the right size, all that fun stuff. The, the PDMs really do a good job of simplifying that whole process because you're putting one main power in. Um, it generally has pretty high, um, you know, fault capabilities in terms of, you know, circuit, you know, uh, turning on the circuit, stuff like that, where there's an inrush of current. So it generally has pretty high inrush capabilities because they're transistors or otherwise. Um, but on the, then on top of that, 
if, if think about it this way, like you, you just have one big wire in, and then say you want to run a bunch of accessories, or you know you want to run headlights, you want to run interior lights, um, you want to run a fuel pump, you want to run you know injectors, all that stuff. You just plug them in to the outputs on the PDM, and then you basically say this one's this, this one's this, this one's this, and that's it. Like oh, wow. you don't have to run fuses, you don't have to do anything like that, and you're basically ready to go. And, and then if the ECU, like, you know, is communicating with it, it can communicate through CAN. And I know everyone's like, oh, God, CAN, CAN's hard, you know, blah. But CAN's not hard. Like, it's not hard at all. And so you can, you can turn around and be sending signals back and forth between the ECU and the, the PDM. And it, it just makes that prospect so much easier. And what I like is being able to, like, look at the data to see how much, uh, you know, Let's say your fuel pump is dying, but you don't know it's dying because you've always had a dumb system that only had fuses. Well, you can actually look and say, oh, the fuel pump is taking two more amps than it used to to run. Like, why is it doing that? Like, at this pressure, take, taking two more amps. That's weird, right? That's, that's more than it used to be. So why is it doing that? Well, maybe it's burning out. Maybe it's, or maybe you know, there's a clogged filter. Right. Or maybe, yeah, there's internal resistance. There's something, right? There's something that's causing it. So you, now you're seeing that data, which is which is data loggable, right? And now you can take that data and, and do something with it, right? And so it's cool. And then you can use, you know, um, you can reduce the amount of dumb switches you have because now it's CAN-based. So everything can just communicate with each other or you can get CAN switches. So now you don't need to run wires up to your switch panel anymore. You just need to run a couple for the CAN communication instead of running individual wires to main switches now. So you just have a couple wires, you know, power, ground, CAN, high, CAN, low. And then you could have 40 switches for all the freaking matters. And all of them can just communicate with the PDM instead of having literally hundreds of wires on a switch panel. So the PDM stuff is like pretty crazy. That's in pretty terms exciting. Of, yeah, it's, and, and it's all coming. Shit, the stuff's coming fast. Like, so everyone's making PDMs, right? And now I saw the other day this thing called a mini PDM. Which is like, um, uh, it's got like a time, I don't know, I'll remember exactly, but it had like eight outputs. Yeah, um, they PDMA. were all, really, yeah, PDMA, uh-huh. sure, whatever it was, but they had, it had eight outputs or something like that, but they're, they're smaller amperage, so they're only like two amps or something like that. But it looks like the size of two mini relays, basically, um, if you know what a mini relay looks like. But mm-hmm. it's just like two of those, um, the higher amperage ones. And that's super cool. So that's super easy to hook up. That's super easy to do. So you could have like a little PDM thing that does a lot of that, you know, interfacing and stuff without having physical fuses and it does you know that work for you so so i mean for me if you're scared of wiring um but you're okay with like you know let's say data systems or something it makes the wiring a lot easier and you'll be able to just i think you'll be able to set that up a lot easier than actually running fuses i'm looking this up right now yeah devin (laughs) is like and adding that to my car and adding no it's 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 a it's Super a cool thing. Of course, like, that gets an upgrade. You can do and you can do fun stuff that you wouldn't have been able to do otherwise, right? Like like blinker, like a great example for PDMs that can do things, right? So turn signals. You press a, on a on a, a standard turn signal. If you've ever wired one, right? You've got your blinker module and you plug it in, and then you've got your you know your left side blinkers, right? Okay, so that's just how it works. The power goes through the blinker module, then to the lights, and then it blinks at a steady rate that you're used to. Okay, it's based on resistance. So the PDM, on the other hand, has the outputs that go to the, the lights, but no blinker module thing. All you do is be like, turn on for one second every five seconds. And then you press the button, and all of a sudden it's like, boop, boop, and you're done. Or I want it to blink like 40 times a second. And then you bro- you know, it doesn't turn on or it stays on constantly because that's too fast. That's too fast. But you get the point. It's like it allows you to do those things. So you can have one switch do lots of different things because you could press it like on first press. I want you to turn the headlights on. On the second press, I want you to turn them on high beams. On the third press, I want you to go into disco mode where they blink. And you can do that all with one button in a PDM instead of having individual circuits and individual buttons for each one of those things. Right? Like we're we're using. Um, the brake pressure sensors as our brake lights. So the input takes the information from the brake pressure sensors and says, when it's over a certain PSI, turn on the brake lights. Okay. Oh, wow. And so, but think about that in other terms too. So there's less wires you need to run to the brake switch that we had. Um, we were using a pressure-based switch. So that meant there is, are three failure points that we just removed from the wiring. Right. Uh, not from the wiring, from the actual hydraulic line right. of the brakes 
and the system is then lighter because you don't need any of that stuff. So you do those little improvements on and on throughout an entire system. Well, then you have more reliability, more safety, and less complexity. It's yeah, it's it, it's really. And and previously, PDMs were so expensive that it would be hard for me to even say, you know, in terms of value, they were worth it. But now the prices are becoming so reasonable comparatively that if I were to wire a fuse panel and start, you know, do a wiring harness in our car or something like that, like with all my Deutsch connectors, with all of the fuse panel, with all of the relays that come with it, all the pins that come with that, all of that stuff, I could spend over $1,000 in a heartbeat. Well, I mean, and so, even before that, like even like ordering a harness for let's see, the, the my car's case swap in it, right? That's a yeah. thousand bucks. I just looked up the the system that you just mentioned, and it's only sixteen hundred bucks, right? So you basically come out the same because that wiring harness doesn't come with a display, all the other stuff that I'm not going to use or I am going to use. I'm still looking, right. you know, I have two grand into my wiring. Yeah, so. and and the yeah, and 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 like obviously you'll still have to make the the harness and stuff, but but. But in terms of the PDM, I'm just talking like even not even the harness, not even the engine harness side. I'm just talking like doing the chassis wiring. Like it, it's a substantial amount of money just for all of that stuff to do that. And now instead of having every single relay, instead of having all those fuses, instead of having a fuse panel, instead of things being mechanical like that, now I'm just literally running wires directly out of the PDM. I don't have as many connectors now. I think we took, I think Grant took 15 connectors out of it, out of the car, which is silly so mm-hmm. and those are all Deutsch connectors all all dt or dtm connectors so they're not cheap with all the pins and everything inside of them so we took all those out i mean it's a substantial difference and now that the now that they're reasonable now that pdms are coming down in price it's really we're hitting that crossover point where um now it's a one for one and it just makes sense for the reduced complexity and the ease of use and then the aim one as with some other ones, but the AIM one especially comes with a dash now and comes with data logging capability. And we're going to run all of our tire temperatures into it. We're going to run our shock pots into it. You know, if we, we do rotor temps, we'll run those into it, that type of thing. And that all can communicate and, and data log through CAN. Either we'll look it up in, 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 in Ray Studio or we'll look it up in, you know, we can send some information over to the, the ECU if we want it to react to it for some reason. But all that capability in that unit is insane. So... It's really that I think the tipping point is here in, in, in terms of my opinion, in terms of the PDM versus a versus just like standard dumb wires. Yeah, I agree there. Sounds like I mean, it just it's literally just the advancement of technology that's just making shit easier for people. Yeah, yeah, it's, I agree. It's, it's 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 as easy as somebody had thought, you know, what's what's the next step? Yeah, and, and and PDMs have been around for a long time, but they've always kind of been this, this you know, like like motorsport ABS. There's normal ABS and there's motorsport ABS. It's kind of like that to me, where there's these these different levels that are substantially different. You know, a normal ABS module is nothing like you know a Bosch Motorsports ABS. They're they're not they're fundamentally different things. And so now you have these 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 you know dumb wiring fuse panel situations and yeah they work for normal cars and and i would definitely like if it was a super simple car then fine i would definitely still do uh, just a little fuse panel in some way but if it's if it's a race car where you have any amount of data and and you're gonna have a digital dash and stuff like that i think that's the tipping point is there for this i think that it, it it's it's the choice moving forward especially if you put in aftermarket switches even that, like that, even you know, cements it even further for me. You can plug a rear view camera into this thing. God, oh, definitely got to get this. Oh yeah, I think it can do three cameras. Well, this it's is insane. fantastic. I don't even it's... need mirrors anymore. Oh, no, Done. no, nope. seriously, it's, it's insane. And you could you could have a switch on the you could you'd have a switch. You could have one like display next to your steering or uh, next to your digital dash, right? That has. Um, uh, all the camera outputs, and you could just have to switch on the steering wheel and be like flicking through the different in- displays and shit. Yeah, it's 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 too I mean, good. You can even do like I'm thinking, like some sort of um, sensor that is like motion activated. This is probably yeah. getting way too complex. Blind, but then, blind spot monitoring. Yeah, just it would be no problem for it to yeah. be like, oh, I'm setting this input, then I switch to this camera. Right. And, yeah. yeah. They could monitor. You could just put a, a a lidar or just a radar or anything. You know, pointed out the side of the car, and when someone comes up into that blind spot, you know it's going to obviously change the signal output, and just be like, 
turn on the camera when you know when this input happens show me this picture and i'd be like boop there's someone in my blind spot like it's James so awesome is about to t-bone you right <laughs> yes the video. get out of the way but it's 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 super it's super cool so I, I, I like for me that tipping point has happened and I know that people are afraid of wiring, but really I, I do think it simplifies it enough that, that people can kind of jump into it. Now the, the programming side's a little bit more difficult, but really in, in reality, it's not that, you know what I mean? It's not that difficult. You can walk through the steps, you know, you still need to know some wiring terms and you need to understand the basics, but, but I think it's a lot easier than doing, you know, standard relays, standard fuses, those types of things. Well, that sounds like a sounds like a damn great deal and yeah quite a I mean, I mean just like I said just a great advancement in technology that people will start to take advantage of over time and then it's just another one of those things that you know five years down down the road it's just going to be so much cheaper than it is now just like it was you know five years ago the same same kind of deal right. you look you look into the future and you're like, this technology is only going to get cheaper and cheaper and better and better as it gets that way. Yeah, that's what's going to be sweet about it is that it's just going to be more prolific and it's just going to be better. So that's it's sweet. I can't wait for to see what happens next, but it's cool. Some of these, some of the things you can do now, and and it definitely is nice. Like if a, a fuse blows or something, it just lights up on the PDM and you're like, oh okay. And you can go look what happened. Try to understand it. You know, it's a cool thing. Instead of just like shoving fuses in there and hoping to Jesus <laughs> that it works, hope this works. <laughs> All been there, um, but yeah. Oh, here's a 30 amp fuse. This should cover that. That's supposed to be a five amp circuit. <laughs> yeah, I see it. That's good. Yeah, good yeah, enough. Yeah. Send it. Good, good, good. That wire is really hot right now. It's only fire. <laughs> Shut up. So yeah, oh. I, that's where I'm at. I don't know if anybody needs to add any, anyone wants to add anything else on that one. It's in my cart, though. I'm not going to lie to you. Man's <laughs> <laughs> already planning for it. So, yeah. And then, so what was the, what, was, what were we talking about? COVID? COVID. Yes. COVID How has it, COVID man. affected everything that we relate to? Oh, well. I mean, well, I say personally, I think we've said it before, but um, Mike Grant and I, since we're the ones that live um, all in the same neighborhood, more or less. Have really not been working on cars together because safety, and um, we're just now tentatively kind of two of us in a room, all masked up at the same time for short periods of time, working on race car stuff. But I think um, the engineering minds of of Grant and Mike, in particular, still are running, you know, statistical statistical calculations. Of like, what are the chances Dan's gonna give me coronavirus right now? I'm not um, worried about Grant. Let's be serious. No, Grant is <laughs> is completely yeah. safe. Um, but yeah, I mean, so and you know, politics completely outside of it. Like to me, honestly, the president getting COVID like even ramps up even more in my head. Like you know. Whether or not his administration is is rock solid or not, that that could even happen to somebody that is probably being protected better than most people. Yeah, on exactly. The planet. Protected than yeah everybody else, right? Then then it's like uh, I think it. I think we're doing the right thing by playing it cautious, um, and you know our future is uh, our long term future is more important than uh, our short term. Yeah. yeah, we yeah. want to be there. Trust me. We we were just before we got on the call. We were watching the GLTC race because uh, Midwest Fest is happening right now, and we're watching it together. And it's like uh, you know over the internet, but we're all watching it. <laughs> God, do we want to be there enjoying that? Because that's what we do, right? We we want to be there, and 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 it's it's hard not doing that kind of stuff. But it's also for us at least, you know, we're making that decision that that we're going to we're going to sit back a little bit and also for at least for the race racing side our race team side of things is we had quite a few when when things started to get real earlier this year we had quite a few partners who who dipped out um yeah. who didn't want to support a year because they they thought that it would be um you know limited which it was right we we know that it's limited there's people out there doing it and more power to you you know getting it done but but the uh 
but the, lots and lots of partners dipped out and and some of that support being gone you know we're 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 a, still a very small team in terms of in terms of money in terms of what we do it it is it is just a you know it's just a blood sweat and tears kind of situation so we're going to use this time to uh you know work on the car where we can obviously individually or in very small groups and and see what we can get done and uh you know try to try to push basically that off until um you know things hopefully get better soon and uh we can we can come back out with a vengeance because we're, we're doing a lot of things like we said we we're doing the pdm we got a new trans coming in um from x shift we got you know new engine parts things like that so we're coming out we're going to come out strong and and it, it sucks not being there for sure it sucks to watch the racing and stuff like that and not be a part of it but on the uh, same note like also by no means are we not going to not support you and help you get you yourself oh, yeah. out there yeah. on the track because it's i mean it's it's your decision so i right. mean if you're out there on the track and you still need our help yeah we're, we're here for that yeah we're and and that's and honestly with with this happening you know with 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 us pulling back a little bit because you know people pull back on us um it, it's given us a lot more time to support you know the people we support the the questions we get from the business side of things and 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 we've you know ramped up products i'm sure you've seen more of our products come out this year we've got more coming and um we're we're happy to help you know if you want to be out there you want to you know you want to do your thing and and you feel comfortable with that you know more power to you we'll help you out like we always do so we're you know we're we're supporting people out there whenever possible um so yeah if you go to events you need help you need this you need that you know, just let us know and and we're always there for that kind of thing you know it's your it's your decision what you want to do yeah, it's um the one thing I was thinking about that makes me wonder what the future holds are the cancellations of SEMA and PRI, yeah. which I I you know speak just for myself. I think it's the right call. I don't want to see oh, a lot of my friends and and colleagues who I care a lot about. You know, I don't want to see anyone get sick or or bring something home to their family, anything like that. Um, hell, we were all passing the regular flu around to each other every time we did um, PRI. Oh yeah, anyway. everybody gets sick after those things. Ugh. So, so it is intriguing to me, though. Um, you know what that means for partnerships in twenty twenty one. You right. know um, how it's going to affect people's. You, everything was built in twenty nineteen for twenty twenty, so we had a, a list of you know. 20 partners that we had these plans all built out for that, you know, we just couldn't go through with. And, and then, you know, what's going to happen now? Like we're, we're working with those partners again into 2021, assuming everything kind of goes more back to normal. Um, and it's safe. We'll just extend our partnerships out and it's no big deal. But, you know, what about those people who are, we're looking to build something this year, getting ready for next year. Uh, it seems like that's going to be uh, more challenging, um, and and yeah, you know, with the economy struggling too, maybe there's not as enough money going around. It's that's kind of intriguing me as well. If there's like a vaccine and everything goes back to normal as far as safety goes, do things go back to normal right away for the aftermarket automotive scene? Like I don't know. Even yes. for like organization wise, right? Like we do know some. Uh, organizations that we participate with um, had a lot of things lined up, you know, to give back to competitors, you know, contingencies and, you know, sponsorships on their end, you know, it costs money to have competitive events these days, right? And they had a lot of people back out and, you know, you got to wonder, like, how they're struggling and how they're going to have to, you know, bounce back and if they didn't do as much uh, as they would this year, you know, and didn't host as many events, um, are they going to be able to survive to the next year or, you know, are some of those deals coming back? Yeah, I think, I think it, it was interesting. I, I think other people might have been in this situation because, at least from, you know, the the race car friends that we have online, is that a lot of people with businesses talked about this this massive uptick. You know, um, you know, starting after uh, starting after the relief. You know, everybody got a check and all that fun stuff. Um, there was this massive uptick, I think, in buying in terms of um, in terms of. Uh, uh, basically at automotive aftermarket shit. Everybody said they needed more people. Everything was super busy. It was kind of crazy because everybody thought, you know, it was going to kind of turn down. And then, and then it got really, really hot for a while there. We, we had the same thing happen. We, we got pretty hot there for a while. 
And it, it, that that's super interesting to me. Like, you know, what happened? Why did that happen? You know, was it just the checks? Who knows? But but that's super interesting. Now, on the other side of it, though, as it, as it continues to move on, as as things get a little bit longer, as as people, I you know, I know people who've lost their jobs. Um, they're not filling positions. You know, <laughs> it's hard to do an interview. You can only do them online. That kind of thing. You know yeah. what what what's going to happen next in that term, and 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 what happens with the series? You know. When when I, when we heard this happen, and then we heard Grid Life, you know, you know, we love those guys. They're 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 freaking awesome. They they've done a great job over you know the years and stuff like that. And you know, we heard that they were going to reschedule some events, and then they couldn't have you know for the festivals they couldn't have music and stuff like that. You know, we want to see them, we want to see them succeed, and we want to do what we can to help them succeed. It just you know it's always a scary thing. The same thing with JD over at you know Global Time Attack, you know, having to you know you know cancel events or move events and things like that, just trying to make it work. And God, the juggling they must have had to do is is pretty terrifying in terms of, you know, these, these are events that people plan for, right? You know, World mm-hmm. Time Attack canceled early because they, they kind of foresaw that this wasn't going to go away quickly. And I think that, you know, that was a good call again because so many international competitors had to, had to figure out when they were going to travel, how they're going to travel. And people build cars for a year for that kind of thing. So yeah. I, think, I think that was, a, you know, a good call on that end. And, and you know, more local events still are... are you know, ones that you plan for, like the Midwest Fest and and South and and you know, you know, the Global Time Attack things. You still got to plan for them. Yeah, and I mean, for me, there, I have that to level plan of my events a year ahead of time. Right, I, exactly. I, I want to take my vacation in January. Exactly, and then there's that level of uncertainty. So, definitely through a wrench and all that stuff. So it's there's this, this weird dichotomy between you know not being able to do events and then how do you manage those events that you get to have now? You know, lesser people, all that fun stuff, and then on the other side of it. Um, all of a sudden, this this ridiculous uptick in in the aftermarket automotive aftermarket in terms of people buying stuff, right? All of a sudden, you know, people are quarantined, they're at home, and they're like, I gotta buy all this stuff because I gotta do something. I gotta, you know, act like my project car is gonna run this century. So I'm gonna buy a whole bunch of stuff so that I can maybe make it run, but probably not kind of situation. So they bought a lot of stuff, and and dude, I totally did that. Yeah, I did, see, I did too. <laughs> yeah. We we don't need to talk about me, but the um, <laughs> it, it's just an interesting thing, and 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 this has been you know kind of I hate the word I hate saying unprecedented. It's really really annoying, but I think it's been a weird time for everybody. It's, it's been precedented hundred yeah, years ago. It's been precedented, and I think that everybody like frankly, it's it's people don't you know everybody tried to guess what was going to happen, and I think a lot of people were right in terms of portions of it, but like who who would have guessed that sales would take off and then who you know would have guessed that that on the other side of it that you know events were still would still happen or not happen like nobody knew what you know when that timing was going to happen so it's like everybody tried to guess everybody did their best and i'm glad that you know some of the organizations were with at least they're still trucking along and they're still moving seemingly and i hope that you know they're in a good position to you know come out of the other side all you know good basically I don't know. I, you know, we don't talk to them about the financial side of things, but they do a great job. Hopefully, they're there. They're our backbone, and uh, without them, we don't have events, and we don't get to do anything fun, and we don't get to watch night rain, you know, night slash rain, JLTC. So, right, that's not fun either. And that's just that's just it. You just have to take it, you know, one day, one week at a time, and it's it's you. You just have to be prepared to change right now, like. At any at any time, adapt, I would say. Uh, yeah, 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 to adapt. Like yeah. at at any time, the individual next to me at work could end up with COVID, and what does right. that mean? That puts me out of okay. Well, if they were next to me, they could have been around me. I could have caught it. So if I caught it, you know, I'm out for two weeks. If yeah. if I caught it, and then then you know you go through you go through the whole. Now I have this, and you deal with it yourself. But you obviously don't want to put anybody else in that other situation, so now you can't be around anybody, right? And now you're out of events. Yeah. And then there's then there's those that you know are asymptomatic, and you don't want to be an asymptomatic carrier, but still give it to individuals while you're at an event. That that yeah, would suck. Yeah, so, you just never know. It's, yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, you're really fighting. You're really fighting your the unknown until right. there's a solution to the problem. Right. And yeah. So you just make the most of the time that you have. Yep. When you're and not that's doing why, stuff. yeah. And that's why we we put the plans together. We started working on, you know, I guess you'd call it the engineering side of the car and you know, our and and helping 
you know, the people that we support, you know, do the engineering side of things. So we, we make products. We, we've been helping, you know, competitors who do have the ability and can get out there and make it happen this year. You know, more power to you. We, we, we've been supporting quite a few people in that regard. And then on the, you know, on the, you know, the time attack side in terms of our, our unlimited cars, you know, I guess the Evo, I should say, we, uh, you know, we've been gathering parts, we've been getting things together and, and doing some of the engineering involved there that we can in this, well, well it, it, you know, it's not a down year for everybody, but for us, it's, it's a down year. So we're just using it as a, a build opportunity. Indeed. And I feel like bit. it's not, oh, right. And I, I was just going to say that I feel like it's not come at like a horrible time for us either. No. Cause no, like that, we were, yeah. We were like on the breaking point of going to an event to just blow something up because we weren't too sure yet, and we yeah. made the call not to, and then we were like, oh, everything's canceled. So yeah, now exactly. we have time to think about it. So like we made one pretty all right choice to not go blow up an engine, right? and yeah. here we are sitting with everything so that we can make the right choices from here on, just yeah, so it, we have the time. Yeah. It gives us time to make it better and make it right, and and that's what you always need to do. I mean, you know, it's better at, if you can make it right. But yeah, I mean, it still sucks. I still, like I said, I I get all vibrate-y when I'm not, you know, I'm watching all these guys compete, and, and yeah. I'd love to, yeah, I'd love to be out there. I'd love to be doing stuff. I'd love to be helping people with cars in, you know, in front of them, you know, helping people, you know, talking to people, you know, it it, it is, you know, at the beginning of the Grid Life uh, live stream, they're always talking about how it's a family, and it is. You go there. Everybody says hi. You know, like literally, you're meeting, you know, 600 of the people you know, all doing the same thing you're trying to do, and it's it's a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. unfortunately, you know, we're not out there right now to do that. But we'll we'll be back to do it. And if you need help along the way, we'll, we can uh, we can Skype call you. That's what we did with Ben and from Gears and Gas a lot. Hey. I Skype call them and look through data and be gas like, go, go faster here, <laughs> go faster <laughs> here. Gas a lot. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Gas gas is on the left or gas is on the right. I always forget. So, yeah, you know. And I mean, it's also, I mean, another another point is it's also a great time for Devin. I mean, Devin, now that he's got another car, I mean, you you've you've thought of you've thought all the different ways you wanna you wanna take your stuff, and it's now it's it's a good time for you to be able to sit back and be like, this is what I want to do instead of yeah. just rushing into something and being like, well, shit, I didn't want to do that. Did that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. We'll spend some time building things right and. And then hopefully next year, you know, we come out and and things are better, better enough, and we have a fun I'm, time. I'm gonna, so I'm gonna be confident, like like uh, like Dan. We just want to step some place in, man. That's all. Oh, yeah, man. dude, I, I I literally cannot wait to start implementing my plan. I'm not helping Dan at all. Yeah, <laughs> you're a liar. You are. Oh my gosh, I always get dragged into these things. This is how yeah. I got dragged into Time Attack. We talked about this. It's Dan's fault. Yeah. Get a lot on a podcast like that. You're doing it. <laughs> As if I have a choice. Yes. Can't so, say no okay. when we show up at your house. Damn oh these cars gosh. in engineering. You no. make that. I put a sentry gun on my freaking house. It's okay. I get around. Okay. I play, I play Call of Duty. I play Call of Duty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an expert in warfare. <laughs> Oh god, that is, that is a that is a twenty first century statement, isn't it? <laughs> I know how it works. I play video games. Cut it with a knife. What are you talking about? Sid? I can run right through bullets as long as I got a knife. <laughs> I am faster than the bullet. That's gonna do it for this episode of Hypercritical. Don't forget to rate and leave us a review. It doesn't matter what you say in the review, but it helps out with the iTunes algorithm. If you'd like to chat about your project, please reach out to us at on Facebook at Professional Awesome, or on Instagram at Professional Awesome Racing, and on our website at ProfessionalAwesome.com.